This is the Emergency Medical Minute, sponsored by Mile High Ambulance. The Emergency Medical Minute is excited to announce that we are now offering AMA, PRA, Category 1 credits via online course modules. To access these and for more information, visit our website at www.emergencymedicalminute.com backslash CME-courses or simply click on the link in our show notes and create an account. Oh, indeed, I have a medical minute. Good morning, welcome. All right, we had a young female in her 20s and uh, she came in with right-sided abdominal pain, kind of our bread and butter, right? We see dozens of these every day. What are some of the most important questions we're gonna ask her uh, as part of the history? Uh, She's pregnant, right? Boom, right to the gold. Okay, so we're gonna ask about pregnant, obviously vomiting, fever, radiation of pain, things like that. But pregnant, we always ask about that. And one thing we sometimes neglect is, you know, are you sexually active? What's your concern for sexually transmitted disease? So her pain was primarily right upper quadrant, some right lower quadrant. So we're thinking about appendix, we're thinking about the gallbladder. And then her studies eventually showed that she had a strange pattern of inflammation around the liver. And then as a late intervention, the physician assistant taking care of her went back and did a pelvic exam and had some concerning findings. Anything you can think of that connects concerning findings on pelvic exam to the liver? Fitzhugh Curtis, yeah. So this is just kind of a bread and butter entity that we don't, probably don't think about enough, probably don't see that often. So last time we did a medical minute, we talked about kind of the efficacy and acceptability of a vaginal self-swab for detecting STI. But that's really uncomplicated STI, which means we're either worried about urethritis or cervicitis that's isolated to those areas. And we know that sexually transmitted infections can move higher and we can get complications associated with that. One is just when we talk about PID or pelvic inflammatory disease. That's a more generalized infection when it's moved up to the uterus and uh, fallopian tubes. And we get that only by kind of a pattern of worried about STI. Usually they've got some purulent discharge from the cervix and then they have on exam what we call a chandelier sign, meaning you kind of wiggle their cervix and they're like, oh, ah, oh. It's like a swinging chandelier. You swing the uterus and the cervix and it's really painful. So that gives us a diagnosis of PID and that's worrisome for needing close follow-up and different doses of antibiotics. And then we can also get what's called a tubo-ovarian abscess where the infection goes even higher and you get a localized abscess in the fallopian tubes. And that's something we see pretty rarely, but again, they would have lower abdominal pain, fever, white count, that chandelier sign, and then on imaging, there would be an abscess that needs to actually be taken out surgically and have part of the tube removed. And then this interesting, someone alluded to Fitzhugh Curtis, we know that we normally think of the fallopian tubes as like sealed. They kind of end in a cul-de-sac at the ovaries, but they're not entirely sealed. We know on really rare occasions, you can get a pregnancy that actually implants outside of the uterus, outside of the fallopian tubes in the abdomen itself in the peritoneum. So in this instance, you have the gonorrhea or chlamydia that moves outside of the fallopian tubes into the peritoneum and you get generalized peritoneal inflammation. And in particular, you get these nasty adhesions all over the liver and that's Fitzhugh Curtis syndrome, or it's called perihepatitis because the liver tissue itself is generally not particularly involved. Your LFTs are usually gonna be normal, but you've got this slimy spiderweb type uh, inflammation happening around the uh, liver. And you can see that on laparoscopy 
and you can see a picture over there on my computer that shows you an example of Fitzhugh Curtis syndrome. And again, uh, like PID, like tubal ovarian abscess, this kind of takes it up a notch in terms of we need to get our GYN consultants involved, we need to be thinking significant antibiotics, and in this case, they actually wanted to admit her for observation, so that's what we did. The Emergency Medical Minute would like to thank our sponsor, Swedish Medical Center, for helping fund our nonprofit organization and make this podcast possible. Donations are essential to our organization to cover operational costs and fund the creation of our online courses offering AMA PRA Category 1 credits. So if you enjoy our show, and if you're able to make a one-time or recurring donation towards our organization, any amount is helpful. Please click the link in our show notes to make a donation Thank you for listening.